Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our Provoke the Pastor series. This week, Pastor Jim follows up on a previous message on educating your children. He also answers the following congregational questions. Number one, what doctrines are essential? Number two, why has God allowed such confusion in the church? Number three, should we stand up and speak the truth to our employers and the culture? Number four, how do I know whether or not I am saved? Number five, does the Holy Spirit interact with a believer beyond revealing scripture? Please listen to today's portion of this week's message entitled, You Asked For It. If you're a regular at Heritage Bible Church, you know that uh, we're wrapping up our late summer tradition where I answer some questions that have been submitted from the church family and haven't done quite as many this year as we have sometimes, just the way the schedule uh, worked out. And today it's going to be just a little burst of concise answers so I can get more of them in, and I hope they will provoke you to continue for a long time. I mentioned what happened 21 years ago today. Um, For those of us who um, remember when the flood was drying, uh, you might notice my sermon title is You Asked For It. That was the name of a television program I looked it up. It aired from 1950 to 1959. Uh, The program uh, was built around uh, people writing in, and then the producers would chase down and go find and film amazing things that people had heard of and asked to see. Well, now that we have the wonderful world of YouTube, I, I thought, I wonder if anybody has a recording of any of that. I looked it up this week, and I actually watched an online episode, and I remembered it. I remembered that specific episode. Now, that is, that's scary. Um, But the the scary aspect of the things that are running around in my mind, which fires at about the rate that Sam plays notes, um, that's not our subject for this morning. I don't wish that on anybody here to run around in there with the mice and the squirrels and all of the other things that are there. But we do want to jump from topic to topic, and we do it with a purpose. One reason is that it's a way to make sure that we know that as a church family, uh, we connect, and the, and the shepherds of the flock care for the sheep. I, I really like to know the things that you're facing, the questions that you have, the issues that you are trying to deal with. And, uh, and the more important underlying reason for doing this in this uh, way is to demonstrate the sufficiency of the Scripture, meaning that the Bible has the answers to the questions of everything you need for life and godliness. Those are exactly the terms from uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, that the, the Lord has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Uh, it's not that we have some of the answers, we have the answer. And from 
the full word of God, not only do we have the answer to what your life is all about, how can you know the God of this universe who created you and from whom you are estranged because of your sin, but how do you live for Him? And that has to do with everything that He has given to us. Now, sometimes I spend a lot of time on one question or two. Sometimes I try to give brief answers to point you in the right direction for your own study, and today is going to be a case of the latter. There is no logical connection between the questions for today. Now, the first thing I'm going to do is not a question. It's my own follow-up to the entire sermon from two weeks ago. Remember I said we're going to kick off provoke the pastor with the pastor provoking the people, Um, and I wanted to talk to you then, and I did, about educational alternatives, uh, what to do with your children and their education. I, I got a lot of responses to that, primarily appreciating the support of and the encouragement for parental responsibility for overseeing the education of children, and along with that, the admonishment to support one another in Christian parenting, and I appreciated the encouragement in that way. You might recall that the theme that I gave you then was one that I planted in your mind back when we were dealing with parents and children in Ephesians chapter 6. I said, you have no choice about homeschooling. And what I meant by that is that parents don't have a choice. You are responsible to God for raising children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And we also underscored that the the home is the greatest influence on children, so you need to be extreme in your diligence to be godly and consistent with your children. Now, The reason I decided to follow up is that I didn't, in that sermon, probe deeply the issue of the ever-growing hostility toward Christians in the realms of public education. And I urge you to be aware that despite your best efforts to do all the right things, to be involved with your child regarding school, not only when they bring homework home or talk to you about things, but to also be involved with the school itself, with, with the teachers, with the principal, with the administration, uh, to be teaching your children critical thinking skills, which needs to be done no matter what kind of uh, formal education they get. Uh, your, your family needs to be a, a conduit for the gospel. But I want you to understand that in some situations, even if you nail all of those things with the finest of effort and complete diligence, there may come a time that you need to withdraw from public education. One size does not fit all. There is great variation from one school district to the next. Within one school, there's variation from one teacher to the next and one uh, school district to the next. We are seeing a lot of the extremes on both ends of the spectrum making news these days. Most likely those extremes are not what you're going to be facing, but doses of them might be. So I want to give you some suggestions of things that would likely cause me to make a decision to remove kids from a school environment. I have already survived that Uh, I'm not looking to start over on that. So, yeah, I'm pontificating from the other side of the hill that I am over. But um, I want to just give you some suggestions of things to help you think this through. One of them 
is this. It's become quite popular to teach kids to practice mindfulness. Um, The idea is that you get quiet, close your eyes, you empty your mind before approaching a task. It is said to be a tool to create better concentration and focus on the task at hand. And by the way, this is not only in schools. A lot of corporations are doing this and recommending that practicing mindfulness is what you need to do. Now, in reality, that is religion. That is Buddhism being practiced. Um, It is as religious as if you went into a classroom and you told your third graders that we are going to recite the Lord's Prayer every day this week. Or we're going to memorize John 3.16 and that will be on your exam. You would get bounced out of there so fast for being a religious fanatic, you wouldn't know what hit you. And yet, Buddhism in the classroom, that's perfectly fine. We'll just give it a little different label. And if, and if your child is being forced or pressured to do that, you have some work to do. I would suggest don't just bolt, but do not let that teacher know that you think that's okay. And that teacher may well have been sold a bill of goods. They may have no idea that they are teaching a Buddhist practice in the name of educating a third grader. So by all means, go speak truth, speak truth in love, but speak truth and don't back down from it and don't tolerate your children being taught a false religious practice in the name of education. And if that doesn't go well, if you can't be excused from it, if you can't hold to an alternative uh, opinion, and that's the way the world is going, we are totally tolerant of every opinion that is exactly the same as the one that we want you to have. Um, it may well require you to take a huge step away from that environment and consider a different one. There's another one that is more and more common these days. It's the philosophy that says education should be in the hands of professionals, not parents. This is where you've probably seen some of the, the headlines of the videos of Christian parents going to a school board meeting and, and bringing up something Christian and getting shouted down, carried out, you know, uh, dismissed, canceled, uh, whatever else. Now, of course, we want teachers to be well-trained. We're not saying that we don't want good professional teachers. There's things you can learn about how to teach. But We cannot abide a school system that says parents and the input of parents is not welcome here. The school needs to understand the parents are the ones responsible. The school is there to serve the parents. And when someone turns that upside down and says you parents are either just um, too unenlightened to understand how important all of this stuff is, like teaching your kids Buddhism, or um, that you are the enemy of what they're trying to do, If you can't crack that wall, it may be time to leave. But you may also find that by speaking up, there are other people who understand and agree with you. So this isn't, as I say, a formula, but watch out for things because that's the general direction that things are heading. When you encounter teachers or administrators who oppose you and your children for standing for biblical morality... Uh, the order of, of, of creation, that there are two genders, not 72 or whatever it is, it might be time to leave. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.